This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why, this is why. Pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news. This is why. The podcast. Welcome to the This Is Why podcast. I'm journalist, author, and comedy writer, Laura Lane. And I'm author and editor Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we give best friend advice on topics including pop culture, news, friendship, dating, workplace dynamics, parenting, and whatever else is on your mind. This week's episode is called Outgrowing Old Friendships. We'll be answering your listener questions, including one listener who realized her life is better without her childhood friend in it, and another who lost two friends when they decided to start dating each other. Then we're talking about what's in the news. A divorced man is ordered to pay back his ex-wife for housework and what you can what you can and can't do if you're fully vaxxed. But first, Angela, what have you been up to this week? Hi. Um, so I have started this thing with Ian where um his memory is really bad. Mine is a little better than his, but because he relies on me to remember everything, I'm like I, I have no memory left. You know, I'm like at capacity. So we started writing things down. Um, it, it's not important things ever. It's like literally like what were we laughing at yesterday? I can't remember what we laughed at. Like what joke did you make? Um, so I have started a doc in my phone of uh, specifically Ian's song parodies that he does. Nice. Um, and I was like, this is like the movie, the notebook, but so much stupider. (laughs) (laughs) I'm writing down all our memories, but they're not important or special. They're just things like the fact that, uh, Ian sings to his parents' dog to the tune of all I want to do is have some fun. All I want to do is lick my bum, which is great. Makes me laugh. Makes you guys laugh. You know what you need to get? This is what I do for Rilo as like a instead of like a baby book. I it's called like one sentence a day. And it's like a five year little like journal. And every day I just write like one thing that happened. Like and you should just write like one thing you guys talked about or one funny thing for every for every day. It's called Is that specifically for babies? No, 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 no. Um, let me see. Because it would be really funny to make a baby book, but just for our relationship yeah five year journal let me see oh it's called one line if you google like one line a day journal and so I have like it's like a five-year memory book so I do this too I saw you were going to talk about this and I was like I do this too but for my child because like the grandparents will be like has Rilo done anything funny I was like yeah he's the fucking funniest person on this planet what are you talking about (laughs) like literally everything that comes out of his fucking mouth is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my whole life and then I can't think of anything and it makes me so sad so weird I feel the same way about Ian (laughs) just kidding (laughs) and so I like I I take because I don't have my five-day journal with me like all the time I never want to lose it and I'm oh my god if I lost it I would die um I take little notes in my notes app is that what you use as your notes app that is what I use yeah Okay, so I didn't think what Ian said was funny, but now I'm going to read you what what Rilo said, and you can also tell me that. Okay, it's I'm going to I'm going to roast your toddler. Okay, uh, he, so we were doing play doh, and he said, "I want to make a telephone with a happy face and two potatoes that are happy, and then four potatoes that are happy." I think he stole that from Dane Cook. Okay, 
then I scr- then I scrunched my foreheads. I was like, just like you know, when you like kind of like put your eyebrows up high and your forehead scrunches because you're just like paying attention. And you're like, uh huh. You're like about to laugh. And yeah. he points at my wrinkled forehead and said, "Is that a band aid?" Like he thought my wrinkles were a band aid. Like he's roasting his mom already. It's very cute. See, you're not laughing. See, and I'm not laughing. At me I mean, well, because these are all these are all intimate. Uh, you had to be there. I moments. love my silly little family moments, but I guess, I mean, those are the things you should write down, right? Okay. Tell me another one of Ian's and then I'll tell you one of Rilo's. Well, they're all silly little song parodies, Oh, okay. which like, you know, you had to be there. Okay. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Do you want me to tell you another one of Rilo's? Sure. Okay. So the other day he had an eyelash that fell on his cheek and I like grabbed his eyelash and then had him blow it to make a wish. Do you, do you ever do that growing up? Like make a wish with your eyelash? Yeah. Blow it. So then the next day he had a boogie and I picked his boogie out of his nose and and he goes, I don't want to make a wish. Because <laughs> he just. <laughs> I'm all wished out. He Well, I think he like his little two year old brain thought that like, oh, when any body parts fall off boogies or eyelashes, you make wishes. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) That's so funny. See, it's not that it's not that funny. You had to be there. Same thing. But this is why I think these are so good to do. You should you should really get the like one line a day journal for for you and Ian. And then you guys can be old and laugh at each other and your kids will love it. You know, if you definitely does concern me that like my memory is going so like I feel like years ago I would not have had to write these things down but now like I have the brain of a goldfish yeah. um but but yeah uh, that sounds more fun than the notes app so maybe okay. I'll look into it I I just make the excuse that I'm like oh, I have pregnancy brain or mommy brain or like but really I think it's the same thing as you I just like can't remember shit I well I would imagine being pregnant on top of that is very difficult so yeah um, I'm sure, and I'm kidding. I'm sure everything Ian says, and I'm sure his song parodies are hilarious. And well, that's I mean, they're like funny in that they're not funny and dumb. Like, yes, yes, yes. You know, I get it. No, I think it's cute, and I think you should write them down. You should get the one line a day, one line a day journal. I recommend that to anybody. All right, Angela and I are not going to waste your guys's time talking about our our families things that we find hilarious that nobody else will anymore we're gonna jump into the mailbox answer your listener questions but first let's take a quick sponsor break we'd like to thank our sponsor squarespace squarespace empowers millions of dreamers makers and doers by providing them with the tools they need to bring their creative ideas to life it's an all-in-one platform where customers can build a website claim a domain sell stuff online market a brand see analytics all that stuff you need to do i would probably never have had a personal website or a website for both of my books if it wasn't so easy thanks to squarespace like the idea of like hiring somebody and then like having to bug them and pay them every single time i want to make like one word change would just not work for my OCD personality. I like to like be That's able true. to just like go into my website, change a couple things, like add one picture. No, I don't like it. Take it away. I'm I'm just it's Squarespace is so easy. I'm the most non-techie person and they make it just fun, weirdly fun. 
it is fun. It, it's fun like putting yourself out there into the world and being able to like display things that you've created. So Squarespace is fun and it's easy. They have everything you need to create beautiful and modern websites. You start with a design template and then you use drag and drop tools to make it your own. With Squarespace, you have the ability to customize the look and feel, settings, products, and more with just a few clicks. And all websites are optimized for mobile, so it'll look great on your phone as well. Yep. Whatever you do, if you run an art gallery, if you're a furniture maker, if you're a nutritionist, whatever your your thing is, uh, or if you're a journalist like me, I add it, every time I write a new article and it gets published, I add it instantly to Squarespace. It's just it's almost a way for me to keep track of my own stuff. Uh, check out squarespace.com slash this is why for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code this is why to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. What's in the mailbox? Um, okay. So first up, we have an anonymous question and she writes, I had a breakup with my best friend from growing up. We met when we were seven, and I was a new kid at school, and she was the cool and rebellious one. I was the beta in our friendship, and we did everything together, spent every weekend hanging out. Our families were extremely close, but she was very into getting in trouble, so I would often get into trouble too. When we hit high school, our lives were totally separate. She moved away to a small town, dropped out of school, and had three kids by the time we were 25. My life is the total opposite. uh, Around 20, I realized how much my life improved when she wasn't in my everyday. After she ignored three major losses in my family, I just stopped returning her calls and messages. I judged myself for handling it all so immaturely after 15 or so years, but I could not deny the state I'd be in after so much as a conversation. Everything was always about her. The sucky thing is that I bought all of her kids' baby blankets and was the first one to hold them. But as I say, don't be the Judy Greer of your own life. Find friends that let you be the gang of be a, a gang of leading badass bosses. Which I have to say, I love the line: "Don't be the Judy Greer of your own." I was life. To say that's such a line you would love, and I know exactly what she means because Judy Greer plays the best friend in like every movie. Yes, exactly. And and you deserve to be the leading lady in your own life's movie. Yes. Um, so I think like, uh, first of all, she says the sucky thing is that I bought all her kids baby blankets and whatever. And like, I don't think you should regret that. No. Like you did the right thing at the time and you had a history together. So it's fine. But I also get why sometimes you can't have a good break with a friend and you have to just walk away and, and – uh, she says she stopped returning her calls and messages. Um, some people, that's the only way you can get the friendship to end. They don't pick up on social cues. So you just got to be harsh. Um, but I think that this happens. She says that they broke off their friendship around high school. And I think like in every major transition in my life, something like that has happened where like you just grow into a different person and people aren't always going to grow with you and in the same way. So it makes sense. I mean, I think it's kind of like dating, honestly. I've said this before. I think like to me personally, I don't think it's that romantic to meet like the love of your life in high school because you have so much growing to do between your younger years and the rest of your life. And you don't want someone to not necessarily hold you back, but you're going to try and grow in the same direction as them which might not be true to yourself. And I think that that can be true with friendships too. Like you might feel obligated 
like hold yourself back for someone. Like, I'm so glad I'm not with anyone from high school. Like the coolest yeah. of the cool guys from high school are so stupid now. I'm like, I'm like, wow, my life would be so fucking boring. I'm so glad that I'm not with anyone that I thought was cool or cute or rejected me or didn't like me from high school. Like, oh my God, thank God. But I think this is completely normal. I get that like you can get nostalgic and look back at like a few memories you shared, especially like meeting their babies for the first time. And it can be hard to think like, wow, I'm not in their life anymore. I'm not seeing these you know, kids and oh, I bet they're doing like cool things. And like the nostalgia factor can definitely like hit you at moments, but you write that your life is, has completely improved when she's not in your everyday. And there are just some people that just kind of bring you down and don't make you feel good about yourself. And I'm a firm believer that, yeah, we go through cycles. We go through different versions of ourselves. I'm a completely different person than I was in high school, completely different than college. Like, completely different than when I first moved to New York and and I've like kept some friends throughout those times mostly ones that have kind of like grown on similar paths or we just had such a history or such a connection and I've lost so many but I don't feel sad about it I feel like they were really special to me and the way I look about it I try to be really optimistic about it I'm like wow they really we served a purpose in each other's lives and we had a like very special moment that where we just like were in the same place and same time uh and our friendship like yeah it served a purpose for that little moment and hopefully it was mutual and like and then we like moved on and and it's just not like needed if I got upset that I didn't stay in touch with every roommate that I've ever had like I've had, I had a lot of roommates you know over the years and like maybe I'll like their shit on Instagram, but like I really don't want to talk to them. <laughs> like like I right. don't have that much in common anymore. And same with like a lot of high school friends. Like I just I don't know. I had a high school friend recently that was like, Oh my god, I'm gonna be in New York. And I'm like, Great, like I you're just like not in my life anymore, you know? And I like wasn't that excited. <laughs> it made me sad because we did share some times. I'm like, oh I I don't know, maybe it'll be nice. We'll go to like dinner, it'll be fine. But um I I just wouldn't I think that this is completely healthy and 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 like normal and yeah it's a bummer that you had to ghost her like that's the only thing but it also sounded like she was kind of like a shitty friend for a while like she ignored three major losses in your family so it seems like she was kind of a one-sided friend and like maybe you did that was just like the way I don't recommend cutting the cord that way typically but in this case maybe that was just what needed to be done yeah um, okay, so next we have a question from our listener, Emily, or actually both of, both of the messages this week are at more like stories about experiences that they went through with like outgrowing a friendship, less a question, but like relatable. So we'll discuss. Yeah, same so, good discussion points. Yes. So here's what Emily wrote. Emily says, I went through a friend breakup in January 2020. We had been friends for nine years. I was in a graduate program and didn't have as much time to dedicate to friendships, but I still tried my best. However, this was not the only challenge with this friendship. She had recently started dating an old friend of mine. I had known this guy for years. He was a serial cheater who hadn't been faithful to a girl since high school and was still in contact with his ex. He knew I wouldn't be supportive of him during my 
uh, dating my best friend. So he went behind my back to ask her out and they secretly started dating. When he and I finally had a conversation about it, I told her, I'm sorry, when her and I finally had a conversation about it, I told her my thoughts, but it's of course her decision whether or not to date him. She assumed this was a quote unquote perfect situation for me because they were both my friends, but I told her I need time and I can't just jump into all of us being just instant three best friends like they both imagined. She began to withdraw from friends, blaming me for their disapproval when I wasn't even around to say anything to them as if I would because grad school. Her and I had went to lunch to catch up and talk. The gaslighting was real. The next day, she blocked my number. They're now engaged. However, what's challenging is our mutual friends feel like they have to choose between us. And since this affected two different friend groups, I can't help but feel punished for not being supportive of their relationship and losing quite a few friends that I've had for 10 plus years. Okay, there's a lot going on here. Okay, so basically the gist is there was like a bunch of friends. What? This is a girl I think writing in. And she had a girl bestie and a guy friend that was also like kind of part of their crew. He was maybe like a bad boy and like cheated on a bunch of people, but she was still friends with him because she, I don't know, liked his personality and thought he was cool, even though she secretly apparently thought he was kind of like a shitty person a little bit. I do think we all have like, like I can think of people that I'm friends with that I would never date. Yeah, that you like like, don't approve of. Yeah, for sure. So then, so then I'm assuming her girlfriend, her, her friend, that's a girl, like was in their friend circle. So she probably already knew that this guy like had a cheating history on, of cheating on other girls. Um, and then they started dating and she kind of was like, I don't know if I'm okay with it. I, you know, like he's a cheater, but like, I don't know. Is it weird that my instinct is kind of like Emily? Like, it's not really like, yeah, she says it's not up to me. Yeah. It's not up to you. And like, they're engaged and it worked out. And like, I don't know. It's kind of like, like, what did you want to happen? Did you want them to never date because you, I'm confused at whether she didn't want them to date because she thought he was shitty and would maybe cheat on her friend. And like, that would cause a drama in the friend circle. Or if she didn't want them to date because she just felt like uncomfortable and would feel like a third wheel and was like, we're all platonic friends. Like nobody in our friend circle is allowed to date. I don't know. Either way, it's kind of like, like, I get it, but, sh- but like, your friend knew what she was getting into, and it's kind of, like, not up to you, and, like, I know maybe it's kind of changes the dynamic of a friend circle when there's guys and girls in the friend circle and, like, two of them start dating, but, like, you kind of got to get over it. I kind of think you, like, made it weird. You didn't have to. Like, I know it might feel weird being around a couple, especially if they were, like, I don't know, being all PDA, but... But I don't know. It kind of seemed like everything blew up, but but they're engaged and they're happy, Hopefully he's not cheating on her. You know, a lot of, you know, maybe he just needed to find the one. I have no idea. But your friend. Yeah, it would be it would be helpful to know, like, if he if she thinks he's still like that, if she has any reason to think that he currently is cheating on the friend or isn't like. But I don't get the good person. I don't get the sense. But she didn't she didn't add that. She I would think she would have included that. Um, So, like, I get her being worried at first and maybe warning her friends but her friend knew because she was part of the friend circle right but even you know even if she knew i could see maybe at first being like are you sure like do you like he has a history of doing this like talking to your friend but once it's established and it's moving forward and 
maybe she, and like it seems like there wasn't any reason to think that he was currently cheating on her um i wonder what happened i wonder if she just kept saying things and bringing it up because from her email it sounds like she told the friend i just need time to process this and i don't want to like hang out with all of you guys but like give me time and the friend wasn't willing to do that yeah but i get the sense it's like i don't know if i'm okay with your guys' like relationship and i in my friend's circle, I had like a similar thing happen. It wasn't like two friends in the friend circle dating, but it was a, it was like one of our best friends did not approve of the guy that one of our friends was dating, which was weird because he was like a very good guy and was like a great match for my friend. But like she saw him out like hanging with another girl and it was like it was just like a girl f- actual friend, you know? But like blew it up and was like, I think he's cheating on you, da 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 da, and just kind of jumped to these crazy conclusions, you know, instead of being like, uh, guys are allowed to have friends with girls. And like, and actually, our friend knew where he was and he told her, like, I'm going to meet Jessica or whatever, you know. And, know. and, but she was like, I don't know, I just get bad vibes. I don't like him. And like, and when you are in like a new relationship, especially with someone that you think like might be like your potential life partner, if someone's not supportive of it, like, like, you're like cut you're in like a cutthroat kind of mode you're like fuck you you're not supportive of my relationship like you're not supportive of me being happy why do you not want me to be happy and like I think that's where my friend's like brain went when she found out her friend wasn't supportive of her relationship that's why you have to be like really careful with like what you say when your friend is dating somebody new and like you really have to kind of are they asking for your advice or are they not you know and find out the difference between like is your friend in like a not safe relationship or are they not being treated good and that's when you actually do should speak up but if it's just someone that you're like oh I would never date them like ugh, they just like ugh, they're so boring or like right or, or like, like I just get a bad vibe I just get a bad know. vibe or like ugh, they just like to party like whatever then you're not the one dating them like your friend is and if your friend can put up with like someone that likes to party a little harder than like you would want in a partner or like you think they're boring as shit like whatever your friend likes them and like shut your fucking mouth or you're going to like lose your friend. Like that's what I've learned because I've seen this happen too many times. Yeah. It's definitely, I will say it is hard when two friends start dating. Uh, I like, I had that happen in college where two of my really close friends started dating. It was somewhat different because we all used to hang out together leading up to that. So then it was really weird having the same group of people around, but like sometimes it was just the three of us, but the two of them were together. It like did make me feel weird at first. And I was worried about what would happen if things didn't work out between them because I didn't want it to ruin our friendship, which wound up happening. Um, but I also uh, – I was mature enough to be like, this is the situation. I'm not going to not hang out with my friends. Um, and I told them I felt weird, but like I, I didn't end the friendship over it, you know? Yeah. Good for you. Um, well, thank you guys for writing in and sharing your stories. It's always very helpful. If any of you listeners have stories to share or you want your questions answered, email us at contact at this is why the podcast.com. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at this is why the podcast.com and you can slide into our DMs on Insta. Next, we're going to talk about what's in the news. But first, let's thank our sponsor. 
we would like to thank our sponsor, Osea. Osea creates skin and body care products powered by the sea. So I was so excited to get my Osea products delivered to me because guys, we are approaching sandal season and my feet as well as like my whole body has just been indoors and unseen by other humans for about a year now. And now I have to emerge looking like soft and gorgeous and like a human and I need some help with that. So I put my Osea body oil on and I have to say I'm feeling soft. It's like not greasy at all. Like sometimes oils can be greasy. It's not greasy. It smells great. It's vegan. It's cruelty-free. Big fan. Also, I learned a new word because Osea has Andaria in it. Andaria is um, the al- it's in the algae, and- Andaria algae body oil. Um, and, you know, I, for a while was pronouncing it Andaria like an idiot. So if you, like me, cannot read, I've just helped you sound smart because it's actually Andaria, Andaria algae body oil. It inst- instantly moisturizes and replenishes dry skin, leaving every inch silky smooth. Skin is super soft and glowing with Andaria algae, acai pulp, and babusu seed oil. Osea soaks hand-harvested Andaria algae in barrels of oils for up to six months. The result is liquid gold, a rich, luxurious, never-greasy body oil, fragrant with sunny citrus and top notes of sweet passion fruit. It smells great. So you can try Osea risk-free for 30 days, get free shipping on orders of over $50, they even send free samples with every order. That's fun. So get 10% off your first order with our promo code, this is why, at oseamalibu.com. That's 10% off with code, this is why, at oseamalibu, O S E A M A L I B U.com. We would like to thank our sponsor, Finding You. Finding You is an inspirational romantic drama full of heart and humor about finding the strength to be your true self. Now, I've said this many times. I think I've said it on the podcast. As soon as I am fully vaccinated, the first thing I want to do is go to the movies. I miss going to the movie theater, even though I've watched lots of movies in quarantine Nothing is better than going and eating your popcorn and everybody being quiet and putting your cell phones away. It's just the best. So if you're like me and you can't wait to go to the movies, check out Finding You. Here's a little bit about the movie. After an ill-fated audition at a prestigious New York music conservatory, violinist Finley Sinclair travels to an Irish coastal village to begin her semester studying abroad. At the B&B run by her host family, she encounters a gregarious and persistent heartthrob movie star who is there to film another installment of his medieval fantasy adventure franchise. As romance sparks between the unlikely pair, Beckett ignites a journey of discovery for Finley that transforms her heart, her music, and her outlook on life. Finding You is the perfect film if you're looking for something to watch that's fun, lighthearted, and funny, and I think that's what we all need right now. It's also like the countryside in Ireland is beautiful to watch. Like If you watch the trailer, you're going to be like, oh, I can't wait to travel and go there. Um, So... Make plans now. Get vaccinated. Wear a mask. Find a movie theater that's showing the movie. Bring your friend, your family member, even your significant other. It could be a great date movie. See Finding You only in theaters May 14th. 
For more information or to find a theater near you, visit findingyouthemovie.com. What you been reading, Angela? Um, so the New York Post reported about how a divorced man it has been ordered to pay back his ex-wife $7,700 for housework and their divorce settlement. This was actually in China. Um, so yeah, it's a groundbreaking ruling. It's the first case concerning this recently enacted law that may require breadwinning ex-spouses to cover the years their partner spent cooking, cleaning, raising children, nursing elder relatives, or otherwise supporting the family from home. So is this different than like just spousal support? Um, I guess maybe it's in addition to that. Like this, like is... I'm, I don't know what the Chinese laws are when it comes to divorce. So maybe like they don't have spousal support. So this is what is happening instead. I'm just like kind of confused. Uh, I'm not sure, but they do say that it is the result of a new law. That's okay. So whatever this is didn't exist before. Um, I mean, it sounds they... positive that they're recognizing the role and and like the financial toll of of um, like domestic work. Yeah, people uh, in China on Weibo is like the main social media site in China, and apparently it is being hotly debated. Um, some people are saying that the court didn't go far enough because uh, your salary, excuse me, at any job would be more than twice that amount. But then other people are saying that the woman would have also been benefiting from her housework. So sh- why should her husband be responsible for compensating her? Um, which is an interesting point, but I don't know. I support it. I like it. She also apparently they only gave their their surnames. It's Ms. Wang and Mr. Chen, and it says Ms. Wang accused Mr. Chen of having an affair. So regardless, I'm happy she got that money if he was cheating on her. <laughs> For sure. Um, yeah, and this is interesting. Globally, women take on two and a half times as much unpaid caretaking and household work as men. Uh, that's according to studies by the United Nations. And I think this is becoming even more uh, like brought to light given given the pandemic and how many women have left the workforce to care for the household. Yeah, there have been countless stories about ch- like child rearing, cleaning and everything where like both people are working, but somehow it just like defaults to the woman, yep, yep, which yep. is crazy. Um, so if that's going to happen anyway, might as well get compensated when you get divorced. So interesting thing happening in China. Um, what are you reading about? So I was reading the LA Times. This is an article uh, that says, I'm fully vaccinated. Can I hug a friend, eat indoors, see a movie? Here are the answers. So they kind of broke it down. And so I'll go through some of the questions and what they said. Like I said, this stuff is changing all the time but as of now here's what they're saying can i have a dinner party yes but wait till everyone getting together is vaccinated so obviously if you're gonna like have people over your house and like everyone coming is vaccinated great can you share a hug yes theoretically you could get infected because you're vaccinated uh but because you're vaccinated you're not going to get sick so you could have the virus in your nasopharynx I hope I said that right, that you could shed. And theoretically, you could infect someone else, Falky said. And that's the reason why we say until we get an answer and we will get the answer to that question, hopefully hopefully soon in the next couple of months, uh, he said, we're telling people that even though you're vaccinated, still wear a mask because you could shed the virus that could infect others. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess if both parties have been vaccinated, then like hug away. Can you dine indoors at a restaurant? So he says no. Um, even, yeah, I was disappointed by that one. Yeah, uh, certain activities that even those who are fully vaccinated should avoid because the virus is still so widespread, such as dining in restaurants and going into theaters. So yeah, that's a bummer because um, uh, yeah, that stuff people. I'm but like, when I, am I ever going to feel safe doing that? Then? But I, I also think that that has to. He has to mean no for like now. Well while we're still waiting for more people to be vaccinated while yeah. like not I think it's like what five percent of people are vaccinated. Yeah, that's not like, enough. I think it's it's safe for me to go to the movies, but I could catch something and pass it on to an unvaccinated right, person. Right, 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 right. So theoretically, because I really want to go to the movies, um maybe I could go to the movies but then just not see anybody, which is what I'm doing anyway. Um I don't know though. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. I'm not Dr. Fauci. Um, quarantine if exposed. They said no need. So this I'm confused about, especially because you could care, like supposedly you could still carry it and then pass it on. But they said, you know, those who've received both vaccine doses no longer need to quarantine themselves if they are exposed to a person infected with the coronavirus, which I found so interesting because I thought the whole point, it's not really about like you not getting sick. It's about if you've been exposed, you could pass the virus on to other people and that was the whole problem with people that were asymptomatic, which, right, if you're asymptomatic, supposedly that's like the same as being fully vaccinated because you're could still, in both cases, you could pass it on, right? Right. So, whatever. Confusing. But then they said continue masking up, yes. So, I don't know, no surprise, a lot of kind of, confu- you know, mixed messages like continue masking up, but you don't need to quarantine. Uh, yes, you can mingle at a party and hug, but don't eat at a restaurant. Like this all seems so subjective. What, what like I plan to do is, and I'm going to talk more about this next week. Cause I, I'm going to talk about how I'm, I got vaccinated while I'm pregnant cause I'm eligible. Um, it's not going to really change my habits, you know, maybe like yeah. down the line by summer, once more people are vaccinated and life starts to pick up, but I'm still going to wear a mask. I'm still going to be paranoid as shit. But it's not going to change my my habits for now. It's not going to change the fact that I'm going to still wash my hands, do sanitizer, and wear a mask. I mean, also, I'm going to have a newborn, and I would be doing that anyways. But I'm not going to go to the grocery store. Um, I'm not – I'm still – yeah, I'm still going to wear – I'm still going to wear my mask. So – I yeah. think by the time I'm vaccinated, because I'll be at the back of the line, I will be able to probably be comfortable doing more things. But honestly, I don't even have like crazy adventures in mind. I'm literally, like I said, like I want to go to the movie theater. I want to ride the subway. Like I want to do the most mundane things. Right. Um. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how long it takes. Um. But yeah, that was a lot of like questions that I just feel like you know, the experts are answering them, but then like they logically don't, the answers don't make sense to me. Do you feel the same way? I feel like that's a theme of this past year where it's hard to keep everything straight. All right. On that note, it's time for our topic of the week. This week's topic is outgrowing old friendships. And this is actually something that very briefly came up on our episode with Alexi Pappas. Um, We got a listener question that was sort of related to this and we started talking about it. And I was like, oh, that might make an interesting episode because it's definitely 
something that I've always had a problem with um, for years. I had a hard time walking away from friendships that were really no longer serving me, but I felt guilty. I wanted to be nice. I'd get a text from somebody asking me to hang out, and I would just be like, oh, shit. And uh, I just couldn't let friendships die. And it's definitely – it's a little easier when you have friends that aren't being good friends to walk away. Like I've had that situation, but it's harder when they're just people who have grown different directions as you. Right, Um, right, right, right. And like that's why – I think like outgrown maybe sounds harsh. It sounds like one person's progressing and another person isn't. But it's really just that like you go through different phases in your life and sometimes – that coincides with your friend and you keep going together, but sometimes you go in different directions. So I don't know. Has this ever happened to you, Laura? Yeah. I mean, I talked about it earlier where I, there's been a lot of people in my life where I've just grown in different directions. When I first moved to New York, one of my best friends, um, we would do like, we'd call it like maintenance Sundays. We'd go get pedicures. We'd go for a jog on the water. Like she was a publicist. I was a journalist. We'd like go to events together. Like we're both single. We were dating. Like we had like all, we were exploring a new exciting city together. We had all the things in common. And then like, we just grew apart. She like, I, you know, got, I, you know, I met Nick when I was 24, which is like actually pretty young, you know? So I kind of, somewhat settled down even though you know I didn't get married till I was 29 I was like you know somewhat settled down um had a boyfriend and like you know just kind of focused on work and like wasn't so excited to be like clubbing all the time as much uh and like she still liked going out and then got on a reality show and like you know (laughs) nothing about like being on a reality show but but like it's a different lifestyle it's a different lifestyle she really liked the fame she liked the drama and like that just was not my life and we just don't have as much in common anymore and like she would like just always have so much drama 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 and I was like which (laughs) on screen and off and so uh like that's just an example of someone that like we just grew apart and um it's funny I've had a couple friends reach out to me that I just thought we kind of naturally grew apart and then they've I think I've talked about this before, but they, they've like reached out to apologize to me. Like I'm, I, I think maybe it, they feel like they weren't maybe there for me. Like they've maybe never met my kids or like haven't checked in on me. And I felt like I also equally like have not checked in with them, you know? And so I felt like it was very like mutual. We had just like kind of grown apart and like nobody's mad at each other, but it's interesting how people internalize the ending of friendships and some people maybe take responsibility and feel guilt that I didn't like know that they felt. I've also, you know, had people like maybe be like annoyed or mad, you know, like assuming I'm supposed to be, I don't know, like doing, you know, living up to some kind of idea of a friendship. So it's hard to, everybody deals with it differently. It's hard to know what's going on in people's heads. I, I've like never, I'm trying to think if there's, I've never really been like, oh, fuck this friend. I mean, like a couple times if I like, if I, I, I don't, I have like a low tolerance for like, if I text or email people and they just ignore me, I just think it's rude, you know? And Mm -hmm. so like, I have a low tolerance for that. I had someone that I thought was a friend that like, I really like when she had a book come out, um, I like really like went out of my way to kind of like promote it and get it in the magazines. And then when I had a book come out, like she just like ignored it and pretended it didn't happen. And I really like, I don't like being like tit for tat, but I just felt like it was more like 
you're supposed to mutually support each other's creative endeavors, you know, like, and that's just like an unspoken rule. So I was like, okay, fuck this friend. She's just a taker. Or I don't know. That was how I internalized that, but she maybe didn't take it that way at all. You know, I don't know. People internalize and are not internalized, but people can kind of view the ending of friendship or the evolution of friendships differently. Yeah. I've had a lot of people apologize to me and I'm like, uh, you have literally no reason to apologize. Like I've just been in my own world. Um, well, it's also, yeah. it's interesting and a little awkward because like with a romantic relationship, when it ends, there's like a clear marker, like right. there's a breakup and there's like, uh, you go away from each other. But yeah, if it's a friend that you just sort of drifted away from, and then there was like a long period of maybe not talking, and then you come back into each other's lives. People feel like they need to apologize or whatever, you know. And like I definitely do have friends like from high school or something where I feel guilty that we don't talk anymore. Right. Uh, but I also – like I wish we could just acknowledge like our lives took us in different directions. But, you know, I wish you well and I am grateful for the times we had together. Uh, people, you know, those conversations don't come naturally because they're just like – no, they're awkward. Not things. Yeah, they're awkward. They're not things that happen, really. I always like, try to keep They're not normalized. It, I try to keep it light. And then there's friends that, like, I literally will talk to, like, once a year, but we'll just, like, it'll be, like, no time has passed. Or I talk probably right. more than once a year, but it'll just be, like, no time has passed. It's not weird at all. And, like, those are the friendships I like. They're, yeah, they're, so, I don't know. Every, it's, they're all, they're all unique. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But so I, I made a list of like, if you have like how, how I've known that I've quote unquote outgrown people in the past. Um, for me, it was like, if I didn't feel like I could be myself around a person, yeah. um, if you don't want to do the same things, like you don't have to want to do the same things all the time, but if more often than not, you just like want to do different things. Um, not sharing interests, but also them not being interested in your interests or like making fun of the stuff you like too much, not right. great. Um, hanging out with somebody feels like a chore. That can be a sign. Um, if you feel like you have to hold yourself back from progressing to the next phase of your life because they feel threatened. Um, also, I think sometimes meeting people who you really do click with will help you realize that you've outgrown an older friendship. Yeah. I mean that I went through like a little friendship renaissance when I had kids like and it's just like, oh, I want to hang out with these like cool young moms that have kids my age because we have like a lot of shit to talk about, you know, where and like and it, and I like, can also just hang out with you more and not feel like, oh, sorry, I have like my kid with me, you know, and right. like my friends that don't have kids, like, yes, they want to see my kid, but they also want to just like catch up and like, we'll go get like, you know, like not be like distracted whereas if they if a friend also has a kid like being distracted by my kid is like less it's not annoying because we're both kind of just like taking care of our kid chatting taking care of our kid chatting it's just different right. it's just like a different dynamic yeah yeah um so psychology today had some suggestions for navigating the end of a friendship um if you need to back out of a friendship after being close try to be honest with the person about what you're doing so, you know, maybe don't ghost or I, I think it is good to like maybe give people context. So like the friends that reached out to like apologize, for example, were like, sorry, I just had a lot, you know, like I was really going through a tough time with like the loss of a family member or I was, you know, and I kind of just retreated. I was really going through a lot with like 
work. You know, I had to take over this like business thing and like I just really didn't talk to anybody. It wasn't personal. So just also just kind of like explaining where they're going made me feel like, oh, it's not me. Because a lot of people we're all narcissists and we just assume like, oh, I haven't heard from them because they like don't like me anymore or like that's where a lot of people's heads go. So if you can just explain what was going on in your life and give a little bit of context, I think it helps people um kind of have more empathy for for your retreat. Um, try to avoid the all or nothing thinking. Some people are close and then they'll drift apart. If you feel you must end the friendship in the drifting part phase, you will eliminate the ability of that person to ever revive the friendship. So this is good advice because it's okay to kind of just like drift away for a bit. And then there's been people. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like a big dramatic thing. No. It can just be like back away slowly. And there's been people that have drifted away and then like we realize we have something in common like five years later and we'll kind of like drift back together, you know? And, and like, that's happened a lot with people in New York. Well, I'll kind of like, Oh my God, I like met them when I first moved to New York. And then like eight years later, something happens where we're like, Oh, you just moved to my neighborhood or I don't know. There's a reason for you to, there's a reason for you guys to drift back. So yeah, unless there's like, unless it's like your BFF or somebody that's really toxic in your life, I don't think you need to make a big thing thing about it um allow and then another advice is allow friends to change orbit so I really like this because I have like lots of different orbits and like and so they say most people have two to four close friends a circle of perhaps 10 friends who will they will do things with once in a while a circle of casual friends and then a large number of acquaintances sometimes I forget who is my like who are my like best friends and who are my like more acquaintancy friends uh especially when I'm like trying to do something like a like I'm doing this like virtual baby shower and I'm like I'm inviting 40 people and it's like you don't have 40 best friends you know and I'm like yes I do but then and I was like I just don't know who to cut like I can't cut anyone and I don't I like you know when people are invited it makes them feel special but then when I was making Nick my list of like okay when I go into labor these are my friends to text it was really easy it was like these six people you know yeah I will say as somebody <laughs> planning a wedding that has unexpectedly taken two years there were people on the list that were oh, like fuck. I felt weird it's like I was like I feel weird I don't know if I should like we haven't talked in a long time but I'll fuck it I'm gonna do it and now it's like we hadn't talked in a long time at the point when I invited them now my wedding's happening two years later and we still haven't spoken and did you are, do you still have to invite them because they had like a save the date at one point oh my they god received that's save so the dates. awkward but I feel like I can, after COVID and everything, I think all bets are off. I think, For like, sure. Especially if you haven't talked to them in a while and like you just say like, sorry, we if like it ever comes up, you're just like, sorry, we had to shorten the list. Like they're not actually going to know how many people were at your, you know, it was like we right. just, we made a rule. It was like if we didn't talk to them in the last year, <laughs> you know, they weren't on the list. <laughs> you should have reached so, out. Should have reached no, out, I, bitch. I think that's a good example though of like where I don't want either party to feel bad about it. It doesn't mean that I hate you, but it's just like we changed orbits. We changed orbits. It's so awkward. With my wedding, there was like a few people that I invited that I used to work with and then they like either quit or got let go. And I was like, oh, well, I'm never going to talk to them again. Like they were like my work right. friends and that's why I right. invited them. And then there was a bunch of people where we were just starting to be friends. And I was like, 
oh, they're going to think it's weird or they're going to think we have no friends if we invite them to our wedding because we've like only hung out with them a handful of times. And if all of a sudden they get a wedding invite, they're going to be like, do these people not have enough friends to invite? And then like fast forward, like five years later, they really are BFFs. And I'm like so devastated that they were not at my wedding and like didn't share that memory with me. So it really is hard when your wedding list really captures like a very, very, very small window uh, you know, especially I would say this is true if you live in in a big city where, you know, like you said, there's different orbits. If your friend circle is a little more finite in like, I don't know, the suburbs or like a small town or like a lot of my friends that um, that just like live places where they like they see the same people all the time. This is maybe less true and less not going to resonate as much. But at least in New York City, it like it just captures a very small window of time. Yeah. And like even like if you went to school somewhere where you don't live now, you know, like I think like college friends that go back home and spread out across the country, like those are usually friendships that are a good example of ones that sort of drift apart because you're not physically near each other yeah, anymore. Totally. Well, we hope that's helpful. We hope it made you, you know, either give you some advice if you're going through the same thing or make you feel feel like you're, I don't know make you make you feel not not alone I don't know yeah and you're not a bad person you know just even if the friend is a perfectly nice person and they haven't done anything wrong if you're not vibing anymore if the friendship isn't serving you if you feel if it doesn't make you feel good about yourself to be around that person then like you don't necessarily have to you shouldn't ghost them it's all about how you back away but like it's okay to back away yes uh that is it for this week's this is why podcast check out our book this is why you're single and my new book cinderella in the glass ceiling and other feminist fairy tales and you get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors for a full list of our sponsors and the codes check out our podcast page on this is why the we are also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at This Is Why Podcast. Please like and subscribe on iTunes. And thank you for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why, this is why pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news. This is why the podcast. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>